When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, this is Zach Brittle and Laura Heck. We are marriage therapists. We're both certified Gottman therapists. We're both married and we're both really excited to be on this podcast with you. This is episode zero. We're going to give you a little bit of an introduction to who we are and tell you what our podcast is going to be about, and then we're going to uh, start sharing some cool content with you, and we are hoping you'll stick around. Thanks so much. Hi, Zach. How's it going? Good. Welcome to my house. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You've never been to my house. No, first time. It's cozy in here, that's for sure. So maybe we should say, so we are, for the first time ever, this is our very first podcast recording. It's just two awesome people hanging out recording their voices <laughs> and putting it out there yeah. in the universe. Yeah. While my children are hiding in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, so gosh, let's introduce ourselves. Sure. Or maybe I'll introduce you. That sounds fine. Um, so this is my buddy, Zach Brittle, and okay. he lives here in Seattle, Washington. That's where we currently are. We are in Zach Brittle's living room. Um, and I will say also that neither of us, we are, we are experts at relationships. We are marriage and family therapists and we are not technology experts. That's true. This is, uh, this is going to be a bumpy ride. So (laughs) strap in. Um, so Zach Brittle is a marriage and family therapist and he is a certified Gottman therapist and he has a practice here that he's working with probably 90% couples, would you say? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not very good at individual therapy. Um, me neither. <laughs> I, I tell people that too. Yeah. I, I'm like, I can't see your daughter because uh, it'll be a waste of your money. A- Sometimes if the issue is relationship related, I can, I'm okay. Yeah. But um, now all my clients who are my individual clients. They're like, like, we're not getting the we're best of We're not going Zach. back, yeah. <laughs> you know what they're going to do is they're going to go find a partner just so that they can come and see you still. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a dad. So you mm-hmm. have two daughters, 14 yep. and 11. 10. 10. 14 and 10, yeah. 14 and 10. They're very cool. Uh, they are cool. I would agree with that. But I actually think that the dopest woman in your in your life is your wife, Rebecca. That is true. Yeah. And she you, brought us lunch today. Thanks. <laughs> she was like, why do you want to eat lunch at 1030 in the morning? <laughs> well, because We're I'm hungry. a hungry, hungry hippo. That's why. <laughs> um, and you've been married how long? We uh, we celebrate 20 years in two weeks. Yep, Dang. Two weeks. 20 years. Okay. Have you been alive 20 years? Have I been married longer than you've been alive? No. I mean, yes, I have been alive. I, I know that you are old and wise and you have gray hair. Um, and you and like to remind me often. You're father I'm time. much older than Here's you. Here's the deal. I'm... Zach has not even hit his mid-40s yet. And I just like to rag on him for being an old man. Thanks. Um, <clears throat> so that's you. Mm-hmm. That's me. Yeah. yeah. So, should I introduce you now? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You better make it good. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
Um, so Laura is my friend. We met, I don't know, five years ago or so. It feels like a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I knew right away that she had something uh, that typical people her age didn't have, a kind of a wisdom and also a humor. And I think my favorite thing is um, Laura doesn't misstep. Like when she, um, when you're teaching or when you're, you're interacting, I've seen you in management con- uh, positions, like you, you kind of make the right move um, nine times out of 10, which is rare for someone who's so young. You're so very. You know what it is. Young. I'm obvious. I'm very young. Yeah. Okay, guys. I'm in my <clears> mid thirties. <throat> I'm not that young, um, but I don't have gray hair yet. So right, right on. when what you say misstep, it's blondish. <laughs> it's blonde thanks to Today, my hairdresser. Right now. <laughs> Today it's blonde. And then tomorrow, when it's dirty, it's not as blonde. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think I fake it till I make it. So you must be seeing a lot of me faking it very well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, you mean when you, when you talk about misstepping? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think that you just have a kind of a savvy that mm. is, it's fun to watch and it's fun to learn from. Mm. Um, you also are a mom. Yeah, To uh, Your kid is uh, almost two. Oh, he's two and a half. Two and a half. Super groovy kid. Super groovy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, last week on Facebook, I saw him uh, dunking himself in a pool. Yeah. He's a little swimmer. He's definitely taken to athletics like his mama. So it's pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah. So Laura, Laura's also an athlete. Yeah. So here's something. Um, I wear athleisure wear 100% of the time. I decided when I became a mom that I was going to wear the mom uniform, which also happens to be spandex 100% of the time. Right on. Okay. Which is cool. And yours is flannel, ill-fitting flannel, if I may say so. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you may say that. That's not very nice. Um, Flannel's I, supposed to be baggy. I bag. feel comfortable. You look comfortable. <laughs> yeah. um, and you're married to Ryan, who's also yeah. cool. Yeah. The one thing about Ryan is that he, uh, I've had dinner with him a couple of times, and he uh, he works the table better than I do, which makes him uh, a, an, an, an idol of mine. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because uh, I don't work the table well at all. Uh, I just, uh, Which is so odd. So here's the thing that I really appreciate. This is just going to be like the podcast where we just dote on each other. Um. <laughs> Is the thing about Zach is he is like a wordsmith. Is that a word? A wordsmith? Sure. Yeah, I'll take okay. it. Okay. Um, you're a magician with words. So mm. Zach has this uh, uncanny ability to take very um, complex, boring topics, and he makes them so interesting. I would say that you are like a master storyteller. Mm. Did you see that I use three words? No, word three M's. I was going to, he also likes alliteration. So I try to throw that in whenever I can. When did you do that? I, I don't, I think I did, I think but did my M's got mixed <laughs> up <laughs> with my W's yeah. a little bit. Is that dyslexia? Yeah, yeah, Upside yeah, sure. down. Lexia. No, I think I, I like, I really like uh, messing around with words and metaphor and mm-hmm. imagery. I think it's a, it keeps me, um, I think, I, I think it keeps me just light on my feet, especially in the therapy office. Like I like, hearing people's complaints, which by and large are the same, always. Agreed. Couples come in and they have the same issues over and over and over again. And you can either give them a canned speech or you can figure out like, how do you, how do I make this work for you Mm -hmm. in a way that maybe doesn't work for that other couple that was in here earlier today or something. Totally. You really have to connect with each person, even though you may be saying the same thing. You might be teaching the same skill to these couples, you really have to relate to them. And that's what's so beautiful about the way that you write is that 
it's so fun and interesting. So if you do have, if anybody's really interested in reading Zach's book, <laughs> it's a but, great book. It's the relationship. What's it called? The Relationship <laughs> Alphabet. Wow. I just looked at it. It's on, it's on, it's, you have one copy on your bookshelf here in your living room. And I have read it, the title three times now, just to make sure I didn't forget about right it. Um, that copy is framed by the way. And it's, uh, it is not <laughs> framed. It looks like it's been thumbed through. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, so here's the deal. So Zach and I met, ooh, you say five years ago? It was 2012, November 2012. We were at a professional training for other marriage and family therapists. Mm -hmm. And um, this guy that I'd never met called me, called my cell phone because he stalked me on the internet. That is not what happened. That's 100% what happened. Mm -hmm. I you sent needed... you an email. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. I feel like you called me on too. On the second day, I was like, save me a seat because I'm going to be late. Yeah. So this guy that I, I hadn't really interacted, I didn't interact really with creepy. you the day. It was a little creepy. It, a little bit, but it would have been way creepy if I had called you. All right. Fair enough. Okay. But then it, things took a creepier turn. We were like, we should be friends. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of how it went down. We were standing in the back of the room. And I think more than we should be friends, I felt like um, I thought we could work together. Like I watched you sort of work that room and you were in a... You were was, in a staff capacity, yeah, so you were sort of his, presenting from up front. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, her brain. I like how her brain works. And mm. and I felt like it kind of uh, was a good foil for my brain. And I thought, I bet we could pull something off. And the first, what were we talking about? Like writing a book or trying to craft some sort of whatever. But we ended up just sitting in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it took a creepy turn. Hey, so can I sit next to you in a bar? <laughs> no. no, we started this uh, little cohort, um, which is kind of how we just began to... Uh, compare notes and trade ideas and sort yeah. of sharpen one another and 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 maybe have a beer or two or yeah for four three <laughs> <laughs> so if for those of you who aren't therapists it's really helpful for other therapists to get together and to basically like create a safe space for you to be able to one sometimes vent because couples work is difficult mm -hmm. and we're human beings and um, sometimes we like to vent a little bit about maybe what is triggering us as therapists, but also compare notes and say, I've got a couple that's dealing with this. And of course, everything's confidential when we're talking to one another, but we would meet and um, share a couple pounders of beer and basically just say, hey, I've got this going on and have like a mastermind of how to tackle certain issues. But Did you say pounder? Pounder. Pounder of beer? Isn't that like a 16 ounce pounder? Come on. You're no, a beer connoisseur. Like a, it's a pint. What's a pounder then? I don't know what a pounder is. Such a good beer. <laughs> it's my favorite beer. <laughs> it's my favorite beer. Yeah. Okay. Well, I might be crazy, but I feel like pounder is a totally yeah. appropriate phrase. That sounds fine. Okay. And then so, with that other lady drink, she always had something weird. Who? Like a glass of wine? It was like ginger ale or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. But yeah, we would sit around and, uh, and then we just started kind of um, finding ways to generate ideas and then we thought what would be fun is if we got to sit down and and chat and have people listen to us <laughs> <laughs> our ideas are so smart that people should definitely get the opportunity to hear us so that's where we're at so who 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 should hear us 
um, would be really great for couples. And and to be perfectly honest, never do people listen where both of them are sitting down and listening. So it's probably Mm. one person that's going to hear this and might hear something that strikes a chord with them. And then my hope is that they say, hey, honey, my partner, I just heard this really amazing podcast with these two silly therapists. And I think that you would find some value in this. Silly and smart. So smart, wise. and Sharp. (laughs) What other words do we have to describe ourselves? They have to start with S, though. Super good looking. (laughs) (laughs) They can't tell. Um, So, yeah, I think um, an individual that's going to share it with their partner. But I also think that other therapists might be able to hear what we're doing and go, you know what? That's pretty smart. I might use that with my couple. I sort of hope that's what happens, too. Like, I think if therapists will listen and kind of go, oh, I'm going to try that out in my practice. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I hope that they'll, they'll let us know like uh, how it went or what ideas they have based on some of the stuff. Because again, I think one of the things that we have sort of, I don't know if lament is the right word, but sort of, sort of realize is that there really are a pretty narrow set of sort of master complaints that come in to the office when, mm-hmm. when couples come in. It's just not... Um, and I think if you're, I think if you have enough, uh, sort of similarity then, and you see the patterns emerge, then you can, uh, you can actually, you can actually use patterns to help diffuse them. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think a lot of it is being able to work it out in real time with you and then, but just also to give and take ideas from couples and therapists who might be listening and just let us know, like what. What's on your mind and how is it working? And Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the things that actually is sort of the reason for this podcast is that we only have so much capacity to work with couples that come into our office. And I will tell you, it's not cheap to see Zach. He is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not cheap to see me, although less expensive. Because <laughs> uh-huh. I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's different uh, Different folks. Um, I'm not but that expensive. He's I'm not, <laughs> but he's so worth it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but what what I'm trying to do in my attempt is to really break down the barriers that keep couples from coming to see you. Because we mm-hmm. know the statistic that we're really fighting a, a, like a hard battle here as couples therapists because couples are waiting, what, on average about seven years mm-hmm. from the point where they first experience some sort of issue in their relationship to when they actually seek help. And what would you say the percentage of, of couples that come into your office are that are past the point of no return. They've waited entirely too long. And yeah, I like kinda... that question. Um, I don't ever think that couples have waited entirely too long. Mm-hmm. I think that there are definitely couples that um, have lost steam and energy and hope, but I think that you can recover. I mean, people ask me all the time, does therapy work? And I say, yeah. no, therapy does not work. Couples work. And if they work at the things that we do in therapy, they get better, whether mm-hmm. they are just at the beginning of their struggle or at the end. And I think it really comes down to a couple's capacity for sort of uh, hope. Like, do they have enough hope? And do they have a like an ability to sort of get creative about how they go about stuff? And I think that there's a, um, to me, I really like this notion that there are 168 hours in a week and you, you have to use, you know, X of those to sleep and X of those to work and Y of those to, you know, eat and exercise and take care of yourself, but there's some, there's some leftover that is about your relationship. And if you put time into it, then you get 
you get return on it. And I think people go, oh, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, it's pretty easy if you if you just kind of break down the amount of hours there are in the week. Mm-hmm. And then you you use some of them to make your relationship better. Yeah. And that's, I think, what I'm hoping to do, at least with my own expertise. So there's a couple of things that we kind of have. We, we fit together well as puzzle pieces, as Zach and Laura, where I think that I think of these exercises that couples can do. I have like the tangible things that couples can go home and physically start doing in those hours of the day to start changing their pattern and the behaviors that they're interacting with one another. Tools. And would you call those tools? I would call them tools. I'm arming couples with tools, but I'm giving them actually something to practice, to physically do, because a lot of just reading a book, when you sit down and you read a self-help book, you're just taking in content. Content is great, but it's not actually going to change your patterns and your behaviors in the relationship. So, um, And I think, I think what I do... Sorry. No, I was going to explain what you do, but I'd like to hear you. I think what I do, kind of in parallel to that, is I'm really curious why people don't use tools, hmm. um, or like what what do they what do they think they need tools for? People come in all the time and they say, "We just want some tools," and I go, "Great." What for? But if I sent you to Lowe's <laughs> with a five hundred dollar gift card uh-huh. and I said, "Hey, get me some tools," what would you say? What do you need? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you building? <laughs> what, are, what are we building? Are we yeah. And yeah. I think I don't think couples often know what they're building. I think that yes. they need help recognizing what it is that they are aiming at. Yes. Um, and because it's different for different couples. Some are aiming at less conflict. Some are aiming at more intimacy. Some are aiming at trying to make a decision. Some are aiming at trying to stop feeling like roommates. Some are aiming, you know, so, and I think they often don't know. They just know it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And so we... You know, we sign up for this thing when we get married called For Better and For Worse. And I think if we can just help them make it a little bit better, yeah, then we win. And yeah. uh, that's what I hope we can do in this podcast. Give people an opportunity to really uh, just kind of aim at, at at better. Yeah. Using the 168 hours that they have each week. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> in the spirit of what I do, which is actually giving people something to do, I would say if couples came in for the very first session and they said, give me tools, and I would say, great, what are we building? I would send the two of them away to do a little bit of self-discovery separately, to journal about, I, I want them to remove themselves from their current situation, their current relationship. And I would ask them to just dream about what their ideal relationship would look like. What would it Feel like what would a day in the life of you in your ideal relationship look, feel, touch, smell, taste? Hmm. How would that go? And then I would have couples come back and share that vision with one another and see what aligns. What can we? What's going to be the big shining star that the two of you are aiming for? So that I know I can. You know, if you give me point A, your starting point, and then you identify what point Z is as a couples therapist, I will help you get there. Hmm. Um, and give you some direction. The way that I do that is um, I say to my, <clears throat> excuse me, I say to my couples, hey, let's say that we do some therapy and we do it for six weeks or six months or six years, who knows? And at the end of that process, you look at one another and you're like, yes, that was the best thing we ever did. I'm so glad we found Zach or Laura or whomever. And that, I'm so glad we invested our time and our energy and our money in therapy. What has happened? Like, what is different? Um, So I think it's similar to what you're describing. Um, But I think people need to have a vision for that. They they need to have a vision for what they expect on the other side. I also think, like, 
in your in your life and in your relationship, there's a whole bunch of befores and afters. And um, you know, there's before and after you got married, there's before and after you had kids, sometimes there's before and after the affair, sometimes there's before and after the death of a parent. Um there's not before and after you went to Whole Foods, right? There's not before and after you <laughs> um, you know, saw that one episode of Friends on TV. Like that's not um but I think there should be some sense of before and after therapy. Um, there should be some sense of that for couples to go, hey, before we did it, it was like this. And after we did it, our relationship was like this. And yeah. when you look back at your story, you go, that's why it mattered. That's why, mm-hmm. um, you know, committing to a process mattered. Even if that process was, we we found this podcast one summer and just started listening to it yeah. to make things better. So I have to tell you, I've actually, I think, you know, how we ended up landing on doing this podcast um, is that. I had been working with a couple and they were really struggling around issues of intimacy and sex. Mm. And um, I gave the female instructions to work on sort of researching and figuring out something, getting more information, basically. I really, truly feel like information is power. And so what she did was she went out and she landed on a really wonderful podcast that talks about sex and intimacy. And she started listening and she started exploring and um, using some of the concepts that she learned in her relationship. Mm-hmm. And I realized that this really does have a big impact. And sometimes it can just be those 20 minutes that you're spending on your commute thinking about it. And I really, truly think that if you're just listening to a podcast about relationships, it's going to do something different because you're actually turning your attention to your relationship. Right on. So if you end up not doing anything at all, except for listening to a podcast about relationships, that's still amazing. That's better than what it was before. Yeah. I like it, especially within the context, again, of 168 hours. Like you, you, you know, spend 10, 15 minutes just raising awareness about relationships and raising awareness about your own. Yeah. You know, it makes a difference. It does. So here's what I'd like to do. Um, I think, you know, what we're, what our idea is that we are going to tackle a, a topic, a pain point, something that couples are coming in, what their complaint is basically uh, with each episode. We will talk about a complaint that we're hearing in our practice. We'll share some of our stories of sure. couples that have seen us, and obviously everything's confidential, um, and some of them might be hybrids of couples that we've seen over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll talk about what we have done to work with those couples to help them realize that relationship that they ultimately are dreaming for. Um, and the other thing I think that you're really good at and I'm I'm learning about from you is that you do collect resources. I hope that we can share resources and have like just be able to point you towards different uh, sort of subtexts or blog posts or other podcasts that can help you uh, grapple with some of this stuff too. Yeah. There's a lot of good content out there. There is a lot of good content, content that we didn't come up with. We just want to share it. So um, here's what we'll do. We'll we'll roll right into the next next episode and we'll be talking about conflict. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so how to avoid conflict. How to avoid conflict. Yeah, hint. You can't. You can't avoid it. It's going to happen. Okay, well, join us for the next podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Not possible. Uh, So here's what I'm thinking. If you are interested in hearing us talk about an issue that maybe you're experiencing in your relationship, it would be really wonderful to hear from you. So you can connect with us by going to info at forbetter.us. And that's F-O-R. Spelling's hard. (laughs) F-O-R-B-E-T-T-E-R dot us. Um, and we will be responding to that and we would love to talk about things that are important to you. So we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for coming to my house. You're welcome. 
Hey friends, thanks for listening. So if you found this episode helpful, we would love to hear from you. So please review us on iTunes. And if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, we do have a bucket load of new episodes in store. We just want to make sure that you don't miss one. And if you like this podcast with Zach and me, you're going to love our video series for couples. It's silly. It's fun. It's informative. Just check us out by visiting forbetter.us. That's F-O-R-B-E-T-T-E-R.us to get our four-part video series for free. And just wanted to thank you all for your time, your attention, and mostly your energy that you're putting toward investing in your relationship for better. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.